The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out ahead of him, two by two, to all the towns and places he himself was to visit. He said to them, The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to his harvest. Start off now, but remember... I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse, no haversack, no sandals, salute no one on the road. Whatever house you go into, let your first words be, peace to this house. If a man of peace lives there, your peace will go and rest on him. If not, it will come back to you. Stay in that house, taking what food and drink they have to offer, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. Whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is set before you. Cure those in it who are sick and say, The kingdom of God is very near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not make you welcome, go out into the streets and say, We wipe off the very dust of your own town that clings to our feet and leave it with you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is very near. I tell you that on that day, it will not go as hard with Sodom as with that town. The 72 came back rejoicing. Lord, they said, even the devils submit to us when we use your name. He said to them, I watched Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yes, I have given you power. Tread underfoot serpents and scorpions and the whole strength of the enemy. Nothing shall ever hurt you. Yet, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Rejoice, rather, that your names are written in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Have a seat, please, for a few minutes. My dear brothers and sisters, this morning's gospel and readings are very beautiful. If you notice, coming through the scriptures each time are the words rejoice, cry out with joy. They came back rejoicing. There's a lot of joy in today's readings. And I pray that this joy can be contagious to us. You know, this is the very first mission that Jesus sends out his disciples. And it brings them joy. You know why? Because when we give life to others, when you help others... It's the greatest joy. You know, we live in a world which is, the big question is, what's in it for me? Well, it should be the opposite. It should be, what's in it for you? The what's in it for me question will never give us really happiness. Maybe a moment of joy, but not long-term happiness and joy. And uh, the atheist philosopher, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, uh, whose father was a pastor, he said, I'd become a Christian, he said, if those who speak about the resurrection, if I could see it on their faces. So tell your face about the resurrection, as they say. And last Wednesday, we saw Bishop Allen came to visit our, our parish. He came for the confirmation the mass. But beforehand, he went to the school and he visited. And it was a lovely moment. And I take two things from his visit, which was 
joy and make disciples. That's the two things he insisted on. First of all, I think he experienced joy when he was in the school, when he was in the parish. A lot of joy. And I think it, it, it comforted his heart. But also he challenged us, like in, um, in today's gospel, is to make disciples. What does that mean? Is to speak and talk to talk. Each of us here has an incredible supernatural gift. Every person here. No exception. And that's meant to be at the service of the body of Christ. And what's the big tragedy? The huge tragedy in the church today is over 60% of Catholics never put their gift at the service of the body of Christ. They use it for their work, for their family, obviously. It's a gift that you've been given. But what do you do with that gift you've been given? Your voice, your ability to speak, your ability to serve, your ability to study, your ability to help others, your ability of compassion. It's a beautiful gift. But it's like Jesus is waiting and are you going to put it at the service of... And that's where our joy comes from. Because, you know, announcing the gospel today, Hello, I'm a Catholic. And if you come to our church, I promise you lots of joy and happiness. So... So joy is contagious. And that's what Pope Francis keeps reminding us. And really, if it's good news, you will tell other people. When my uh, eldest brother was born, this is back in the 60s, when I was telling the people at 10 o'clock, uh, when phones were the size of the statue here, and you had to have a bag of coins to make a phone call. And uh, my father had the task of telling 10 people on a list that the little baby Tony was born. And so he got, he got his numbers out, he got his coins out, got the big phone in his hands, and he called the first person, hallelujah, a little baby is born. He called the second person, line was engaged. Third person, line engaged. Fourth person he got through, and she says, oh I know, I heard about it, somebody just called me right now that the baby was born. Good news travels fast. And if it's really good news in here, you can't stop yourself from telling others. And that's the challenge that we have today as Catholics. And over 1,435 times in the Gospel, Jesus and the Lord says in the Old Testament, Go. He sends us out on mission. And that's what the challenge is today in our, in our, in our churches, is to be able to announce the good news. And uh, we were at a, a retreat last weekend with the different cell leaders here in the parish. And somebody said to us that... Uh, Shane Warren is one of the greatest cricketers of all time. And his world record is uh, 730 wickets. But to get those wickets, he had to try 40,000 times. Nobody speaks about the 39,250 failures he had. And today as Catholics, we, we feel like, can I announce the good news? Can I speak to my sister about this? My friend? Won't they, won't they say no or ridicule me? Maybe. But you will get yeses. And Jesus didn't say, maybe if you feel like it. He said, go. Announce the good news and watch what happens. I can tell you, it's one of the greatest joys. And it's not right, as Pope Francis says, that you have a candle burning. And somebody asks you for a candle in the darkness to light their candle and you refuse. That's what it's like. We have received the light. Every time I do a funeral, you can see... The legacy is not the house, is not the car, is not whatever, the stereo, 
in the living room. It's faith. It's the greatest gift you can give your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your community, is to stand up and say, I believe. It is powerful. And we need more and more people to do that in our world today. And the image we use, obviously, is, um, is the apple tree. And I've been constantly using this where we're, what, what's the fruit of an apple? It's not another apple. It's actually an apple tree. And that's where the joy comes from. Jesus said today, the harvest is rich, but the labors are few. And he's calling us. Not just for vocations to priesthood. And I get that. That's important. But you, what's your gift? And your gift can lead you to happiness or your gift can destroy you. That's called sin or grace. And sin is your gift destroying you. Grace is your gift being at the service of others. And that's where incredible joy comes uh, into our lives. And I think to the, the parish cells that we have at the moment are like a school of evangelization where they teach us to announce the good news in a respectful way, but in a powerful way as Catholics. And I hear it so often. Last week we heard people in the cells going, I have the confidence now to speak. I'm able to defend my faith. I don't, I feel the Holy Spirit with me when I'm speaking. And also it builds community. You know, there was a, a gang leader that, uh, that converted about 10 years ago. He's from North London. I met him about six months ago. We were, we were talking. And he said he got baptized and everything. This is about six years ago he got baptized. And I said, are you, are you practicing now? And he goes, no, I stopped. And he goes, why did you stop? It was in a, like a, I think a Protestant church he was in. And uh, he said, you know, when you become a gang member, if you have a problem, they're there for you. 24-7. I'm not saying gangs are good. But they are there for their sons and daughters. And they will, if you have a problem, you go to see them and they're on it. You call them at midnight, they'll be there. And he said, when I, when I became baptized, I didn't feel that. I felt like I was on my own again. Isn't it sad that gangs do it better than us? Welcoming community and welcoming people into the church and supporting. Because we have a tendency in the Catholic Church, we come to Mass, I do my sign of the cross, I go home. It's called come and see. It's the first part of the Gospel. But it's only the first part. Then we follow Jesus. If you, be, if you want to be my disciple, you have to love me, not just on Sundays for an hour, but every day, every hour, every second, every moment of my life is in God's presence. And that's the challenge that uh, the gospel is giving us today. To not just to come and see, but to come and follow. And there's a power given, we see in the gospel today. When you step out and you try to share your faith, and you try to open up that mouth of yours, and you try to give your gift at the service of the church, beautiful things happen. The power of God begins to be shown. Because we're tired of bad news. We need good news. Bad, sad, fad, glad. We need glad news. That's what we want. So we ask you, Lord, this morning to teach us to be disciples and to teach us the good news, the joy that comes from announcing this good news and to know that this call is urgent. Each of us here has a beautiful gift. And our challenge is, will we put it at the service of God and of others? Amen.